0: What's going on, family? TGIF, happy Friday, and welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB, Gerard Bonner. I hope you guys are doing well. We have made it to the end of another week, and that's always a very good thing, and certainly in the world of pro wrestling, there's been so much going on. We've certainly been trying to keep you updated with some things, so if you're following us on the socials, thank you so much. We appreciate it. That's where a lot of our news hits, sometimes even before we can get it to you via podcast. So thank you for staying connected to us there. Big shouts to everybody who joins us right here on the podcast. If you are subscribed, thank you so much. If you are brand new, welcome aboard. We've had a lot of new listeners and we are really appreciative of you coming and hanging out with us from all across the world. So thank you so much. And again, share this with your friends and followers. I think what we're doing is Pretty cool. And I think that uh, your fellow wrestling fans will appreciate it as well. So keep on sharing. We really appreciate it. So with that said, there is a ton of news to get to, as there seems to always be in the world of pro wrestling. Let's start with the ratings for NXT, which happened on Tuesday night. NXT drew in 601,000 viewers, which is down from last week's 717,000 viewers. So we're talking about 116,000 viewers chose not to watch this week. So here's an interesting thing when we're looking at numbers. Three weeks ago, on August the 24th, the ratings were at 685,000. That was the show following NXT take over 36. The following week, which was last week, it was at 717,000, which is a pretty significant number, one of their highest numbers of the year, if we're completely honest, certainly of the last few months. So this 601,000 is a really low number. And to put it in context, it's honestly the lowest number of the year or one of the lowest numbers of the year, second only to January 13th's episode. And again, back then there were no crowds and things of that nature. This is also significant because we know this is the last week of tapings for NXT before the rebrand happens and the relaunch, which is next week. So, I don't know what this really means, right? I don't know if this is some sort of indicator of what's going to happen next week, but this is a significant number 601,000. Again, it's the second lowest viewership of the year. And I thought they had a fairly solid show. But it's saying that people are checking out and again all of the news that has happened about NXT from the rebranding itself to finding out that Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard are in charge of TV and the like right and the like includes Adam Cole leaving NXT and heading over to AEW all of those things really do matter. And so I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen this Tuesday on NXT. If you're already losing interest in the product, it is actually frightening to see what could happen. So with that said, that's a look at NXT. I'll have an NXT reference coming for you a little bit later in the show. Meanwhile, let's move to AEW Dynamite. While NXT had the second lowest viewership of 2021, AEW had the second highest viewership in the history of the show. As AEW Dynamite drew in 1.319 million viewers which is up from last week's 1.047 million viewers. Simply put, nearly 300,000 more people watched Dynamite this week than they did last week. And it makes sense. AEW is coming off the heels of what many are calling the greatest pay-per-view of the year. And I have already said, one of the top five pay-per-views of all time. Some are referring to it as the greatest pay-per-view of all time. Again, you've got the addition of Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, Ruby Soho, which nobody knew of last week for Dynamite. So it was a big week. Absolutely. Dynamite is picking up on things. And to think that there are more than twice the amount of viewers on Dynamite than there are on NXT is huge. Remember, this was the Wednesday Night War, which clearly AEW won. But here's the number that people are talking about. It's not just the 1.319 million viewers. It is what happened in the 18 to 49 demographic. The show did a .53 rating in that demographic, which is up from last week's .37. This is where it's interesting, because they actually edged out Monday Night Raw in that key demographic. Here's how that looks. So Dynamite pulled in 681,000 viewers between the ages of 18 to 49 this week. Raw pulled in 678,000 viewers in the 18 to 49 demographic. This is massive. And here's why it's massive, folks, because at no point Has anyone made a comparison between Dynamite and Raw in terms of ratings? For obvious reasons, right? Dynamite's a brand new show. It's not going head-to-head with Raw. It was going head-to-head with NXT. Raw, for years, has been the flagship brand of WWE. Right now, that may be going over to SmackDown. But Raw, the three hour show, the juggernaut that's been around for 25 years, loses in that key demographic. And I can't say enough about the 18 to 49 demographic because that's the demographic, quite frankly, where the Monday Night War was fought in the 18 to 49 demographic, right? And so to think, and and let's just kind of put some other numbers around this, 681,000 viewers we're part of Dynamite. That's half the viewership is from 18 to 49, which means Dynamite is doing an amazing job, not just reaching 18 to 49, but the demographic above 49, 50 and over, and also the kids that are under 18. That is massive. It's a far different situation than what's happening with Monday Night Raw, as you can clearly see. So, this says to me, Dynamite and AEW are figuring it out, and they're figuring it out really, really well. And they had such a stacked show this week. CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, Ruby Soho in her debut match. And how about this? The idea that they're cooking up potentially Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega? Can you say dream match? Could Danielson be the one to overthrow omega like it's a dream match. It's crazy to see what's happening with this. So AEW is crushing it and the fact that they beat Raw in the key demo that cannot be overstated. So with that said, shout out to AEW. They are continuing the momentum. It rolls into tonight with a very key match that's going to happen. Pack versus Andrade. Now, there's been some talk about how the show has been executed in terms of Dynamite. Dynamite ran out of time pretty much when it came to the main event, only allotting maybe 13 minutes for such a huge match between John Moxley and Minoru Suzuki from New Japan Pro Wrestling. I don't know if I'm making a huge deal about that, but I do think that they have an even greater challenge when it comes to Rampage tonight, because I think they have like four or five matches set for Rampage, which is only an hour. So they're going to have to do some creative working to figure this out. And this is one of the things that some people have been talking about. Is there enough TV time for the amount of talent and the quality of matches? Here's what I say. I still think there's enough time because you have AEW Dark and AEW Dark Elevation. In my mind, I'm thinking, well, Dark and Dark Elevation is what quote-unquote qualifies you to show up on Dynamite and Rampage. This means that the matches that happen on Dynamite and Rampage have to count for something. It's going to make all the wrestlers work that much harder, and now when you've added four massive talents into the mix that you know are going to get time on Dynamite and or Rampage. Now again, more people are fighting for TV time, which means you've got to up your game, which means we as the fans end up winning in a big way. So shout out to AEW. This is not easy stuff, but they are absolutely killing it, and I can't wait to see what happens tonight on AEW Rampage. HW29. It's going to be an absolutely stellar night with two big title matches and the most unpredictable show in all of independent wrestling. Come on, somebody stop this. Mm. The monster Alright, now we're out of the numbers conversation and we're into a couple of other big pieces of news. One of these big pieces of news surrounds a big signing that WWE has had. We announced it on the socials yesterday that Gable Steveson, who is the heavyweight freestyle wrestler who is a gold medalist, he won a gold medal at the Tokyo Olympics and he is the current Division I NCAA heavyweight champion, he has officially signed signed with wwe the 21 year old has signed a deal that's going to allow him to attend the university of minnesota for his senior year and defend the division one national championship at the heavyweight level WWE is setting up a remote training facility for Steveson near campus, where he'll learn the finer points of entering work with WWE coaches. He'll also have access to the Performance Center in Orlando, where his brother, Bobby Steveson, currently trains. Now, after Gable graduates in May, his multi-year talent contract with WWE will begin. He'll be a full-time performer with the company, but he's also going to appear on WWE programming during the school year. He's held talks with the UFC. He also contemplated pursuing a career in the NFL. But WWE was able to land him. This is a very big signing. So as we know, WWE has a strong history of transforming top freestyle wrestlers into a big deal in WWE. Of course, we think about Kurt Angle, the last gold medalist to come to WWE. Of course, he won his gold medal in Atlanta in 1996. Then we also see Brock Lesnar, who was a major freestyle wrestler, winning the national championship at the University of Minnesota. There's also, of course, the great work we've seen with Mark Henry over time and the like. So there's a lot of opportunity for Gable Steveson, who is 6'1", 265 pounds All sorts of opportunity there So it's a big signing for WWE With that said, people are wondering Of course about the here and now And you look at Adam Cole and Brian Danielson Who WWE didn't Seem to think was that big of a loss On one hand you could say They are moving toward their future The question is Can Stevenson become a WWE Superstar as fast as Angle and Lesnar did I don't know, as Angle and Lesnar are certainly once in a generation types of stars right is Stevenson the same thing we'll have to wait and find out Mark Henry if we remember it took him a while to catch on and really it took almost 15 years before he became a world champion Angle did it in one Lesnar did it in one what will happen with Steveson we're going to find out time will certainly tell but congratulations to Gable Stevenson, the newest signee To the WWE. And speaking of the WWE, we also broke the news on the socials about the just unfortunate situation that happened with Triple H. WWE released a statement and they said, quote, Triple H underwent a successful procedure last week at Yale, New Haven Hospital following a cardiac event. The episode was caused by a genetic heart issue, and he is expected to make a full recovery. Lots of people came out with well wishes for Triple H, and I want to say this. I think one of the things that happens with us as wrestling fans is that we can be very insensitive. We are so, and quite frankly, it's part of what I dislike about the quote-unquote smart marks and people going behind the velvet rope in the world of wrestling. And some would say, well, if that wasn't the case, you couldn't have a podcast. Well, maybe, right? But we could also have a podcast about discussing the sport, you know, without that. But here's the deal what concerns me is so many people, when they watch wrestling because they are quote unquote smart marks, won't sit and be able to accept. The information that's being given to them because they're always saying things like, is it a work? Is it a shoot? Is it real? Is it Memorex? Etc. 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 So there's been this prevailing thought that wrestling fans have actually expressed. I've seen it on the socials, where they're saying things like, you know, Vince broke Triple H's heart by taking NXT, and that's what caused the event, and blah, blah, blah. Can we rise above, in the words of John Cena, can we decide to kind of take the high road here and not trivialize what's happening here? Because in their statement, they said something that is of great concern, that there is a genetic heart issue, which means this is something that runs in his family, in his bloodline, which has nothing to do with the McMahons, it has nothing to do with WWE or anything else like that. I have no idea what his caseload is, but I'm certain he's an extremely hard worker. But we also know he's wildly healthy as his workout videos have shown, as his body type shows. But as we've also seen in life, you can be super healthy and still fall victim to illness or sickness or the like. So our thoughts and prayers are with Triple H praying for a full recovery i also pay very close attention to what was said and what was not said right so they said that he underwent a successful procedure last week so obviously this is not super fresh news following a cardiac event translation a cardiac event is a heart attack right that, that's what it is. I mean, we can use all sorts of euphemisms, but it's a heart attack. And he went underwent a successful procedure. Let me just say this. All heart attacks don't require surgery. Hospitalization, yes. Surgery and a procedure, no. Now, I don't wanna make a bunch of assumptions, right? But one can easily say that if you're gonna have a procedure connected to a cardiac event This is some sort of surgery surrounding the heart. I don't know if it's a bypass, a double bypass, a triple bypass, I don't know, and I don't wanna make those assumptions. But what I am saying is this is extremely serious, and because it is genetic, it makes me very concerned because it's one thing if it's work-related and you're super stressed. It's another thing when it's genetic because if it's genetic, you don't know when it'll show up again. You don't know how it will show up again. So the sad part here is we may not be seeing Triple H for a while. You know, you cannot be in stressful situations like the world of pro wrestling and having all of the responsibility that he has as a global executive vice president and then turn around and have heart issues, right? He might be working from home, maybe, but I hope for sure that wherever he is and whatever he's doing, he is working to make a full recovery. He is 52 years old, which is not old at all. And quite frankly, I don't want anything to happen to him. We've seen enough wrestlers have heart issues and we've seen the way that it's gone. So I hope and pray that uh, Triple H makes a speedy recovery. And do us all a favor. If you hear of a wrestling fan trivializing this stand up and correct them because we have to realize life is important we saw the issue that happened with Brody Lee that caused his life to end we've seen a lot of other wrestlers who have passed away Eddie Guerrero passed away because of heart issues and countless others so let's you know let's be responsible with this information and let's also decide we're going to actually care Because these are people who literally put their lives on the line to provide entertainment for us. And Triple H has been involved in our lives since at least 1995 in the WWE. Not just that, but he gave us the NXT that we knew and loved on top of all of the other things that he has done. So our thoughts and prayers are definitely with Triple H. We are really praying for a speedy recovery. With that said, we're going to get out of here. Tonight, of course, you've got SmackDown happening. You've got Rampage happening. I don't think there are any pay-per-views this weekend, but uh, there's always wrestling news happening. So make sure you're following us on the socials at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we really look forward to seeing and hearing from you guys on the socials. Also, consider this SHW's three-year anniversary is happening on October the 8th. I hope you'll make your way to Atlanta for that. I would love to see you guys. The main event is going to be a first-ever War Chamber match for the SHW Championship. I don't even know what kind of match that is, but I do know it involves two rings, and a giant steel cage, so it should be incredible. I look forward to seeing you guys, connecting with you guys. There is a rumor, well, I don't know if there's a rumor because we haven't officially talked about it, but it's possible that you could see all three members of the faction there that night. So, That should be impetus to get you to come on out to see us, and uh, I'm excited. It's going to be a great, great time. October the 8th, put that date on your calendar. All right, with that said, we're going to get out of here. I hope you guys have an absolutely amazing day and an incredible weekend. Again, share what we're doing with your friends and followers, and representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. My name is Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction.